So I was really happy to see she took the initiative here. And it felt really good mm. that she reached out. And she's like, I love you, sister. Let's not let this come between us. It's just a DVD player. I'll buy another one. But it's often big fights happen around so trivial little things that's not really that important. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. This episode on the subject of repair and I have a conversation with my wife Rainbow and I love when we have conversations about subjects that are up in our relationship that we can share with you and this one is repair and everybody knows how vital doing a good connecting repair is after you've had a fight a conflict a disagreement and you know doesn't matter how careful you are, you will inevitably have some kind of rupture in some aspects of your relationship. Even in good marriages, couples have, they're critical, they're defensive, they engage sometimes in stonewalling, sometimes they raise their voices, say mean things to each other. They do same things that unhealthy couples do, but they do it less and at some point they have a conversation where they recover from it. That's right. The difference between unsuccessful and successful couples is that repair in their relationship is very effective. So another key in that is that the couples are also willing to admit responsibility for their part in the conflict. When they do that, they then can begin the process of healing their connection back. And these couples, they realize that the relationship is more important than the problem. And my wife and I, we discuss how that shows up in our relationship. And we also realize another point that I wanna make that we discuss how important it is to take care of our own selves, that we need to self-soothe, we need to take time to come down from um, our stress, even in everyday life, or when our cup is full, because that's usually when we are not able to repair well. So we need to take care of ourselves so that we can come back with more openness and see things more clearly. So it's a juicy conversation. And I wanna mention, I wanna mention a couple of appreciations I have for some recent donations. I would like to thank Steve in California, Julie in Oregon, and Marie in Germany. Thank you so much for the help and support with your donations to this podcast. It's a process to get it out to you all. I love the quality of the sound. Thanks to my 
wonderful sound producer and editor, Matt. Thanks a lot, Matt. Really appreciate your help. I am so appreciative of those of you that are sharing my podcast with other people, your family, friends, your colleagues that will benefit from this podcast. And if you are inclined to support the podcast by a financial donation, a one-time donation, a reoccurring donation, you can go to my website, prepo.com, click on support the podcast page. Thank you all so much. You can also go to my website to sign up for my newsletter. You can follow us on Instagram at Prepo Teplitsky. And would really appreciate it also if you leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Okay, everybody. I hope your moments are filled with peace, good connection, that you're kind to yourself that you're able to appreciate yourself and those around you. And remember, amazing things are about to happen. <laughs> All right, everybody, here we go. Repairing relationships. Let's talk about it. Well, love, uh, thanks for coming to do this podcast, even though it's full moon and you wanted to get it in before the full moon uh, peaked. Well, so. I want to say <laughs> I really did not want to get it in around this full moon because it's an Aries full moon and my moon is an Aries. So I know I'm fiery. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, we had a little fight right as we're sitting here in the studio and was about to begin. As I had warned you about, I was probably going to be fiery, and sure enough, I was. Yeah, yeah. But we repaired it quickly in some way. I mean, repaired it because we just recognized that it was getting a little crazy and we needed to bring it down. And we, you were wanting me to remind you of a repair that we did the other day, and and then I felt like you really got into that, to that energy of reliving I felt it. all the emotions come <laughs> up again. And I thought, whoa, 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 you don't need to get like that intense and, and blame me about it. For it was very time. authentic, though. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are going, yeah, 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 let's, let's hear it, let's hear it. But I think it's so good that we're doing this, you know, about repair. Because I see in our relationship and in the relationships that I see almost every day in couples work, that that's the key. Repair is the key to having a successful connecting relationship. Many couples, they some recognize and say they want to come in because they don't do conflict and repair well. Others uh, come in for other reasons, but it always is that they're not doing repair well because these issues or the disconnections, the way that they're talking to each other will totally shift when they repair well. Yeah. Because... Also, what I want to say to that is that people, you know, couples that are successful, they go at it just like us. We talked about it. We had, we talk about some intensity or times we're not nice to each other. We we call it biting. We do some things that unsuccessful couples couples do, but the difference is that we repair it well, and the people that repair it well are able to go deeper into connection and understanding. So. That's what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and we definitely have a lot of experience with this over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we can get fiery. So what do you want to talk about with repair? Do you want to tell about an incident recently that uh, we we had a uh, an experience of repair? Oh, okay. the one we had last week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's still vibrating, obviously. It just came up again for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, the scene was that I was in town all day having a really good time because I'd just come back from Europe two days before, and... It was lovely sunshine, and I wanted to go to town and and um, treat myself nice. And I went to a shoe store, and I bought one pair of shoes that we had talked about. I really needed another pair of shoe, and you had agreed. But then when I was there, I also bought a pair of boots. So when I came home, and you had been working all day at home with your clients, and dealt with other business stuff. Yeah, like paying all these other bills that got me jacked. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you hadn't really been taking a good break out in the sunshine. No, I haven't been taking pretty good breaks in the last week. And you've been telling me in in many forms that I should schedule my days differently to take longer breaks, that you really believe I need longer breaks. And I'm like... I don't know how I can do that. I don't know how I can make longer breaks. You know, I have this break or that break, but, and in the course of this reflection, I realize, yeah, I need longer breaks. So thanks for pointing that out to me. Mm -hmm. I think you work too hard and have very short breaks. And especially on sunny days, it's so important to get out there under the sky and, you know, recharge yourself. Yeah, and I could just see how it was building up with you. And obviously, when I came home from this lovely day and I was in such a wonderful, satisfied mood from my sweet day in town, and I come home and one of the I, I first things you I greeted you with this big loving hug and kiss. No, and <laughs> you didn't. You were so up in your head. I could see how it was spinning, worrying about money, I was the like, usual thing. I was like, huh, $330 on shoes. Because you could see online that I had spent <laughs> that money. I get these so notifications. So it was the first thing you brought up when I come in. What was it you said? I love you. I care about you no, so much. How was your you day, love? You said, I think we're spinning. Spending too much money. We shouldn't spend so much money. Something like that. Something like that. I was so like, we've been gosh. spending a lot of money. We've been spending a lot of money lately. And yeah. we need to kind of be on the same page about where we're going to be spending more money. Yeah. yeah. You were setting the rules for the future now. <laughs> and I could just see how we were spinning downwards here. And then one thing after another come up, you are worried about this and about that, and yeah. And then something triggered, I don't know, something that I I interpreted that you were short in your answer and you probably wasn't. Um, and I just like went, you know what? I had enough. And I walked away, 
not stomping away like I used to do. Or, I thought you were stomping away and slamming the door. Oh, come on, you know I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so I, I but went, it felt like that kind of energy. But I know you didn't do it. But I felt the energy like that with you. Yeah. No, but I just went into the bedroom. I went into bed, started reading um, a you know philosophical textbook, uh, a book from Krishnamurti that I'm getting more uh, reflections back from I used to read that's supposed to ground me. So I was reading that and I ended up falling asleep within minutes, like at 8.30, 9 o'clock. Mm, so was that soothing to you? I think it was a good thing for both of us. <laughs> mm, I'm glad you left the room. <laughs> and then I fell right to sleep. And uh, yeah, so the next morning, what happened the next morning? Yeah, so you woke up in a better mood and we were nice around each other and I walked you out to your car and wished you a wonderful day and you also were so kind to carry some heavy stuff out to my car before you went to work and that felt really good to me that you reached out to help me with something. I knew that was kind of a friendship truce. Yeah, because the way we repair well is to not let the problem overshadow our relationship and that we still want to be kind and help each other and, and live life together because we know we're going to get around to talking about it. I knew we were going to get around to talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't want... Because I think it's just so shitty and it's been shitty in the past for us when we just stayed disconnected and pushed each other away and that fermentation that happens in couples is more poison than the disconnection in the first place. It's the aftermath of how they handle it and how we handled it. So I knew that we needed to slowly come back and we, throughout the day, texted some things, information, but then it got more loving and kind. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the later part of the day, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I told you I was going to take a walk after work. And you I were... highly encouraged you to take a walk before coming home because the sun was shining. Yeah. Yeah. So in my reflection of taking a walk is when I realized, dang, Prepo, you need to apologize. You know, that was funky energy. Of course, she could buy shoes that she wants. She doesn't buy shoes all the time. It will be fine. I came down from all that stuff and realized that I gave you funky energy, so I knew I was going to apologize. And I was walking. I went into one store that I like to go in. I like to go into it after work. It's it's interesting because it has really cool gemstones and crystals and like a magic store, uh, Earth Magic Store, which is the name of it in Asheville. Plug for that. And, and isn't that a clue to you? It's nice and soothing being around essences and yeah, crystals calm. and that it you immediately know it calms you down. Yeah. And quickly I gravitated towards some stones and it was a bracelet, a carnelian bracelet that I thought would look so beautiful on you. So so I bought it and, and thought, ah, here you go. This, there's a, like an apology gift, but I don't do that regularly. And it's, it was sweet. It was out of my, my heart wanted to I come want, with that I gift. think it was the first time you've actually done that. No, I've done that. An apology gift. Mm, I think I've done that before out of, you know, probably... Wanting to soothe and men do that out of kind of guilt, you know. So I know I've done that for the past, but probably not recently. Not, so, not for a long time. Yeah. 
So I came home, we had um, a sweet dinner, and I knew I wanted to apologize and told you I wanted to talk to you afterwards and sat you down on the sofa. Took my hand. Took your hand, looked in your eyes, and I gave you a pretty good apology. Very nice apology. Yeah. It went right to my heart, Mm -mm. melted me. Yeah. That felt so good. And you hadn't need to do anything else than that. No, you... then you surprised me. But you accepted the apology well, which is which is mm-hmm. key. You know, you didn't escalate and hold it against me and punish me because I think that that's something to note. You know, when when somebody comes us towards us in a sincere apology and some remorse, it's really behooves us to to receive it and take it because that encourages people to take accountability and responsibility more. If you didn't, if you punish me or you blame me again or you stonewalled me. It's like, what's the purpose of coming toward you in, in that kind of sincerity if it's not going to be received? So I think we've learned to do that well in repair, is that we receive the other one's bid because I know how vulnerable and hard it is to be the one to reach out at that time. So when you come towards me, I believe that I'm open for your repair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a sweet, sweet repair moment that didn't last long, you know, it was uh, less than a day, less than almost 24 hours. And I think that's key too, because we're getting way better at that than we used to in the beginning of our relationship of what most people do is they let time go on and days and sometimes weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to not waste all that time. Yeah, to to simply take the guts and apologize and repair. And it's not about hashing out who's right and who's wrong and da-da-da, da-da-da. I said this and you said that and da-da-da. And I forgive you for this and I forgive you for that. It can just be too much. It, it's about the energy from the heart that comes when, when you came there and said, I really want to apologize for my part in this. And that what is feeling so... It repaired. Did you feel my desire and intention to want to connect with you at that moment? Yes. And I did not have a need for us to talk about the incident. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would do any good to go rehashing um, objectivity because when couples, and I know when we go back and forth about who's right and who's wrong and the the um, witnessing eye of objectivity will never will never connect so mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't do that yeah it was just the willingness and the feeling and that felt really good we connected back again into friendship and love that's a good point because I really do believe that one of the biggest elements And I remember reading an article that talked about the John Gottman's Love Labs, that one reason why couples do well when they repair is because they have a foundation of friendship. They they like each other and they remember the friendship. So it's not really what they exactly say in repair. Of course, that could be helpful, but it's the energy, what you're talking about, about friendship, wanting to keep that respect and that admiration and the appreciation and the care in the exchange and that's what good friends do and so that's a key is remembering the friendship 
Yeah. Exactly. It's a willingness to, to be friends. Yeah. To remember that that is important. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not here to hate each other or disagree in anger. We're here to be friends and allow different experiences and opinions. Mm-hmm. And something happened earlier today that I think also I'd like to talk about because I hear a lot of times, usually the man, but it could uh, it could be different in a relationship, says he has a hard time when a woman is expressing their frustration and being emotional and whatever that means, being emotional is expressing her, her emotion, that they have a hard time, they're feeling attacked and they get anxiety around it. And that being able to stay and not escalate with the other person's escalation to self-soothe yourself and to just be witnessed and hold the caring container when the other person goes off, that's a good step towards repair also. And uh, that happened a little bit earlier today. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, you remember when you were writing a long text to your family and it got erased and you just went off. Oh, you were like, yeah. fuck, fucking fuck, fuck. And you were just... And you needed to scream, you needed to go outside, and... It was such a heartfelt note that I had written to my family on Signal, yeah. Yeah. And then it vanished. Yeah. and I Right could, when the full moon was hitting in. And I could feel a little bit of like, why are you getting so upset? But I, I didn't say that, and I calmed myself down so I could just be there for you, try to help you with the text, couldn't find it, and then... I don't know what and I, I went outside, yeah. So I wouldn't spew that out on you, but I needed to get it out. Yeah. And I just, when you came back in, I sincerely was sad for you, and yeah, understood your frustration. And I didn't lecture you or tell you that you shouldn't respond in that way. And you know, I am so grateful how you took it. Hmm. That you were just an understanding friend, there right you go. there. There you go. Right. Yeah, not lecturing me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I appreciate you yeah. didn't lecture me because else I would have escalated onto you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you don't do that often. And so I knew that you were really upset and I wanted to have empathy. And I knew that was the route to help you unwind it, to help you come down, not to butt against me and to escalate. And then you feel alienated. And you needed to feel connected and you needed to feel that somebody was there and understood. And I also needed to just have my space, have my little temper tantrum and be allowed that. As I think back in my childhood, I don't think I was allowed temper tantrums growing up back in the 60s. So it's really nice to be allowed a little outlet now. Yeah, and especially because you kind of warned me, because... I warned you it was full moon, yeah. Full moon in Aries. It's a fiery one. Yeah. And my own moon is in Aries. Yeah, and we were just about to go up in the studio and start (laughs) this podcast, and I really appreciate that you said... Honey, let's just pause a little bit. Let's have dinner. I'll make you dinner, and then maybe we could do the podcast afterwards. Yeah, and that, again, also made me feel 
like you're a friend. Mm. You understand me. Well, you give me space, and that went well. Um, it did. Mm. I mean, I knew you were eager to come up and make this podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I really appreciate that you were willing to wait till seven p.m. to come up here. But then, folks, when we came up, you said Rainbow. You said so. Uh, refresh my memory about what, how did that conflict What is start? it we're going to talk about well, again? <laughs> a, a, a couple of days ago, what was that conflict? So I said, well, you know, when I walked in and when you walked in and I told you about the shoes that you bought and you went, and you started, you started being kind of animated and yeah, and then you had this attitude, you need to, you need to own that. And I was like, whoa, 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 like that's not. You got a little so- nervous there. <laughs> Because you thought we were going to have another fight there. But actually what I wanted to do was I wanted to refresh my mind about that fight we had last week. I wanted to remember it again and feel the feelings again. And you got a little scared. (laughs) I thought like, that's what we're going to do. Like you're going to just, just nail me. And, and I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, can we, can we just calm before we do this podcast a little bit? Just take a breath. And, and we just started calming down a little bit and talking and and that's the part of repair that i think we could have just threw down the headset and said that's it you know we did take out. our headsets off <laughs> yeah because when i had my headset in i thought your voice was getting a little escalated there and it was kind of loud with the headset <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but just even that moment to know when to pause and when to like bring bring it down and to stay with each other just to stay okay like what's the tools that we say to each other the energy that kind of brings us back, back in connection and that we don't have to just bury it and hold it underneath and move on. Because if you let it go, fine, fucking let it go. That means you let it go. But if you don't let it go and you're just putting it aside, it's going to show up. So I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. And also I think it's important about like if one person brings it up and the other one says, but I let it go already. And the person that says, I let it go already, sometimes has energy around that. Well, I let it go. You should let it go. And that doesn't mean that you really let it go if you're that upset. If you let it go, you let it go. The other person didn't. They need some more processing. And I think that's part of repair. Yeah. And I actually had an incident when I was in Denmark here this summer Mm. with my sister. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. And it was the week before you came to Denmark. So I was in the summer house with her and I've been away for three years from Denmark and it turns out that she had bought a new video player that could not play DVDs from America. And I have invested in many DVDs and brought to the summer house. So I was upset. She had bought a Blu-ray player. I said, do you have any Blu-ray DVDs? No. So I was like really upset and I said, that's not a smart thing that you did there and what about all those dvds now and we really got into it and uh, she did not really want to listen to my arguments my really logic arguments about we did not need a blu-ray dvd player and she said let's not just not talk more about it and i closed my mouth and it was really annoying because i could not explain myself So I shoved it under the rug. And a week later, you arrived with Sandra and Emma. And 
We had a lovely time together and almost a whole week went by and then suddenly me and my sister finally have a moment by ourselves because we take a walk with the dogs. And as we're out there walking, we had really nice talk. And then suddenly, somehow, the the subject of that DVD player get brought up again. And much to my surprise, I just felt this energy well up in me and I kind of exploded like a volcano about that I had not been listened to with my arguments. And I was saying that really loudly and really heated. And she kept not wanting to, to listen to me. And I kept spewing out my arguments for why we should get another DVD player. So we walk into the house and I stomp in with my energy here and you could all feel it that there was something wrong. Yeah, it was early morning and we were having breakfast and we went, ooh, something's going on. Yeah. And then I go out in the bathroom because I feel tears coming up and I start crying and my sister come out in the bathroom. She comes up really close to me and she says to me, I don't want this to come between us. I don't want to have a non-relationship like we have with our brother Ernst. Um, we got to talk about this. She said, if it really will help you to feel better about it, I am totally willing to buy another DVD player. And I'm standing there crying and then I'm just like, you know what the best repair for me is? To give her a hug because she was right. I do not want this silly incident with the DVD player to come between us. So I immediately hugged her and cried into her shoulder. And she just keeps saying into my ear, I love you. I don't want this to come between us. I treasure you so much. And... I think she's a little bit of a tough cookie, usually. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's beautiful. I love that she said that to me. It totally melted my heart. So mm. what do you think about that? Oh, I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful that you recognize that there was things underneath the DVD, your investment in into all the DVDs that you brought that she didn't really recognize your need and also hear your the importance of of what you were saying to you and not being heard i know is is kind of a theme in your life with your father and and mm -hmm. uh, so i'm sure that that was a big trigger being at the summer house that your father built so i'm sure that there was some energy around that but yeah i think it's wonderful that me and maya reached out and you received that repair i mean it's a wonderful word right repair come back into pairing you know a connection and yeah it's just not in um committed love relationships of course you know so many family relationships are strifed and disconnected and how we repair um i think is is really important so it seems also that you have done that in the past a lot with your sister. Like you've gone towards the bit of connection, the first one to go towards repair because you didn't want that funky disconnection, mm -hmm. that old that old dysfunction. Yeah, over the years I have done that. 
So I was really happy to see she took the initiative here. And it felt really good mm. that she reached out. And she's like, I love you, sister. Let's not let this come between us. It's just a DVD player. I'll buy another one. <laughs> but it's often big fights happen around so trivial little things that's not really that important. And I think they usually happen around not being seen, not being heard, not being validated. Our feelings aren't validated. That's the big part of repair, too, is if somebody says they feel a certain way, we shouldn't argue that they shouldn't feel that way. They're an expert of how they feel, period. So acknowledging an emotion has nothing to do with whether you're agreeing with it or not. When we acknowledge people's emotion, they get to feel room now that they've been seen and heard, and usually now they have more room for the other person. And that's Exactly. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to, to speak my opinion first there. She's like, let's just not talk more about it. Mm. It's too silly. It's not important. Yeah. So yeah. you felt cut off. Yeah. Yeah. That my opinion wasn't important. Mm. Yeah. And that's how I often felt growing up and many years in my life before I met you. Yeah, because that's a thing that there are many people that said, let's not talk about it. And they don't want to talk about it. Okay, let's not talk about it now, because now we don't have the right energy. We don't have the right attitude towards us. We're withdrawing connection and friendship and love. But you need to do it later, because so many people just go back and forth between harmony and disharmony, and they never get to the art of repair, which being, brings them closer into harmony in a deeper, in a deeper way. So we've learned, because some of I know both of our tendencies was avoidance in some way, even though I used to pursue you. Yeah, I used to pursue you around wanting to repair and you just stonewalled me in some way. You weren't ready. You, the I didn't was... know how to deal with it. I didn't have the tools. I had not had that role modeling growing up. Yeah. So I got insecure about it. So uh, my most secure thing was simply to shut up and walk away. But you did have the abilities because we were learning it when we were at Esalen. We were learning processing towards repair, whether it was in work groups or other ways. So you did mm -hmm. learn. I began to see, wow, there is ways we can deal with this. There is a way out of conflict Yeah, that I can really be listened to because I was in the weekly two-hour groups where we dealt with such issues and I saw it right in front of my eyes and I was partaking in it. I was like, wow, I was getting the tools. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When people were doing the, the process work to express what they were feeling, to be validated and heard, to to work with how to own their own accountability using the I statements. Yeah, the I statements. I love that to yeah. say, but I feel this and I think this and I do this. Yeah not telling the other person what they're doing and what they're not doing. And and so it took us some time, I think, in our relationships to really put that to, to work. And It takes time to practice this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen just in a month. Yeah. But w when was it that you thought that that turned around for us 
in 27 years. When, when did that turn around? Mm-hmm. I know it turned around in 2005, Lovey, when you had, uh, or when was it you started your education? Was it a little bit 2003. before 2005? 2003. Yeah. So it was in those years, yeah, there, because you began your master's in psychotherapy and you brought home exercises and things you wanted to try out with me. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was that was a part where I was really learning. Ooh, th- these are ways to really turn some things around. Let me experiment more in my relationship with it. And and it was wonderful that you were open to it, open mm-hmm. to the different ways. It, it could feel a little threatening sometimes. Ooh, here you were getting a master's in this, and you know better than me, <laughs> and all that. He's the therapist, and and you would sometimes say. That would know when I would lose my shit or something. You, you're like, you're the therapist. You should know better. I'm like, not nah, when I'm hijacked right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're human beings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On a journey together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the elements do you think with repair besides acknowledging and validating and and in in friendship and you know I think also one part for me. And I'll ask you is, is is being open to know what's going on in in your in your world in your life and take that in consideration. You know, if I know that you're stressed and some worry is coming, you know, let me give you the benefit of the doubt, and that can help in repair. Or if I know that there are some things that are going on, let me support you in that way to also help in the way of repair means me coming more towards you and not just pushing you away because. I think that you're, you know, not handling the situation so well. So anything for for you thinking about um, different elements that we do or that you do in your life, that's really good re- for repair? Well, I would say getting outside, I mean, get out of the house. Yeah, under the sky. Yeah. Any time of day. Whether it's just being out on the balcony, in the garden, or taking a walk. What does that do for you? It's like being inside four walls seem very confining and keep that energy of the fight in there. I mean, it's great to open the doors and windows too, but get outside. That's the key for me. And get you out there with me. Because then once we're outside, we talk from a whole other perspective with the vast air around us. Yeah. And then if we can go for a walk and hold hands, that feels really good. Yeah. Because it's so much easier than to, because another element in repair is nurture fondness and admiration through appreciation, but also... Let the other person know that you're that you're inspired by them, that you're that you have this goodwill towards them, that you see them in a positive light. So feeding the admiration and the fondness really helps in the moments that you need to repair. Mm-hmm. I feel when we go outside a little bit, I can better breathe deeper and then find that place in myself where I can say nicer things to you. Uh, Yeah. 
see it from a clearer perspective. Mm -hmm. I think also something that you do well is you make good eye contact. So when I do have a bit of connection towards you, you move towards me, you lean towards me, you turn towards me. You know, you look at me, make eye contact, you uh, you have a kind uh, demeanor and your voice, and that really helps with the energy towards repair or keep that foundation that that's in our relationship. So I know that you can access that more because um, a lot of times when people repair, the other person doesn't even look at them. It's almost like, no, I'm not even going to give you my attention or it's too hard for me to look at you or I'm still too angry. I don't want to. And that's, that's hard. You know, that's like a half repair. Like that's a, that's probably moments towards repair, but both need to really look towards each other if it's going to be an anchored repair. That's my feeling. That's true. There's connection by looking into each other's eyes, even if it's from across the room, from far away. I think looking into each other's eyes shows a willingness to connect. And it might not be the time right now to speak about the things, but just a silent connection through the eyes and an and, and acknowledgement to say, I see you and I'm not willing to speak to you right now. Say that without words. Hmm. Yeah. We do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's a simple thing, but I think it's very powerful. I think it's so powerful to, to not let a lot of time go between knowing that it needs to repair. Like we'll catch it and we'll say, we need to talk about this or we need to get back to that issue that we didn't see eye to eye. And we know we are going to do that. And we're getting better and better of not letting that go on for days and days and days or weeks because we want a, a level of connection that is high in the way of love and kindness and and respectful and appreciative. So we get to it faster. And I think that that's important. We got to be ready. Most people have a hard time being ready for it. And I would put people out, say to people to work on soothing yourself and having the the thoughts and the picture in your mind of it going well many people think about oh i don't want to i don't want to rehash it because it's not going to go well they automatically say it's not going to go well it's going to be bad and they avoid and have a lot of anxiety about reconnecting in their repair because they see it go bad i don't see it go bad i see it go well in our relationship mm, i can understand that and I mean, it would be important then to speak with an I statement and say, I have this fear that you won't listen to me, that you won't be open to hear it from my point of view. But could you just take a deep breath right now and look into my eyes and just listen to my side of this issue without interrupting I know you say that, and I love when you say that because it puts that. How could I argue with that? Listen to that voice, people. When she says it like that, and that's a way that you come towards me, asking and making that request. Of course, I want to give that to you because I also, deep down, know how important. And you hit it right on. That's the path right there. You're requesting that, so of course I want to give that to you, and you requested it in that way, and that's a that's a beautiful. Beautiful way to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
Shall we end on that note, or do you have any further? Hmm. No, I. I'm wondering. Like, is there anything else that we need to put out about repairing anything in in the last few hours? When we finish this podcast, it's going to be about eight thirty. Are we going to sit down, or are we going to enjoy some tea? What are we going to do? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we better do something peaceful, lovey, because it's a fiery full moon right yeah. now. Maybe we should go out and look at it, actually. Yeah, that'd be nice. I would love that. Well, you know, even talking about how we do this in a in a positive way, even bringing up some challenges, to me, is like part of working it through, right? It's reflecting upon our perspectives and what we feel that we need to do and have done and what we can do better. So that conversation that we just had, I know it was good for me. Um, and I believe it's it's going to be good for other people. And just know that we have not talked about everything about repair all in this one podcast. We'll, I'm sure, make other podcasts around different elements about it. But since some of the things were coming up in the last few days around our quick disconnections and how we repaired them, I, I thought it was a good idea for us to share it. Mm-hmm, I agree. And we haven't talked about every detail in that disagreement we had. And and that's okay. We've talked enough about it and we got to repair and we got back to connection. And who knows, maybe it will come up at another time and we'll talk about it from another angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay. And we don't need to fully agree about what we disagreed about. The most important is we are back in friendship again. And I love being in friendship and connection with you. I really, really enjoy this journey with you. And so I'm so excited to keep it going and learn so much. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much too. And we've done it for 27 years. Mm-hmm. I hope we'll have many more years. I do too. Thank you, sweetie. I love you, baby. I love you. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Teplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.